0: Welcome to another episode of the Bear Down podcast, joined today by Bendu Yaney from Arizona Women's Basketball. Bendu, thanks for being here. Thanks, thanks for, for joining me. us. Absolutely. Great to have you here. Now, Bendu Yaney, mm-hmm. there's got to be a story behind that first name. What is it?
1: So it's my mom's mom's name, so my grandma's name, and it means beautiful in Liberian. Um, and my mom, my grandma had passed away before I was born, so my mom just decided to give me that name. And so because I'm the last baby in the in the family, too, so it, it kind of goes together.
0: Beautiful and Liberian, I like mm-hmm. it. That's that's an awesome story. Now, Bendu, you're originally from Portland, Oregon. Yeah, uh, you originally committed to Indiana and then came to Arizona before last season. But talk to me a little bit about growing up in Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. What's it like as a basketball town? What was it like for you growing up there?
1: Um, it was a lot of competition. Um, we had a lot of different stars in our, like in our Portland area. Um, a lot of different people went different places. Um, so it was a lot of talent everywhere. Um, there was just like the Portland Trailblazers, you know, while I was growing up, there were our big team. Um, uh, I think they went to the Western Conference Finals a couple years ago. And, um, I mean, it's just fun to be able to watch them and, you know, just see what they've done for the community and just, you know, be able to be a part of it
0: too. And you can't talk Portland in basketball without talking about Dame Miller, yeah. Dame Dalla, mm-hmm. As a basketball player and as an, a figure of that city, what has he meant to you and other other young people playing basketball? in
1: um, He's meant the world, honestly, because of the I mean, our last superstar was Brandon Roy. Um, but him being able to come into the community, he he helps at high schools. Um, I think he helps out one of my, my nephew's high school is Park Rose, and he also helps at um, Roosevelt High. And he's just been a, like a good uh, like figure for everybody like in the community. I think everybody like feeds off of him. And, you know, there was room rumors about him going to different places, but I'm just happy that he, you know, he decided to stay and, you know, stay and um, put on for my hometown.
0: Now, I'm gonna hit you with this one that your favorite move part of Dane's game as a player.
1: Uh Ooh. Um, I'm gonna say his step back. His step back is probably my favorite move. I, I worked on that a lot this summer, and um, I actually know him because I, I played against his little sister. So we talked about his step back a little bit with me, and uh, yeah, so I got it kind of, kind of down, but not, not there yet.
0: <laughs> not, not Dame Dolly. Yeah. Now, uh, we talked earlier about you going to Indiana mm-hmm. at a high school, um, and when you came and decided to transfer and go to Arizona. You took a visit for a home game here in McHale. Do you remember that game? And if so, what do you remember
1: about it? Yep, it was against Stanford, and Ari hit the game winner. I think they won by one, and it was an overtime game.
0: It was. February 28th, 2020, 73-72, Arizona beats number four, Stanford. Uh, Ari, as you mentioned, hit the game winner. She had 20 points in that game. Shout-out to Sam Thomas, 17 points in that game. And Dominique McBride with a 13-10 double-double. Uh, and that attendance for that game was just under 8,000. What do you remember about the environment from that game?
1: It was going crazy. It was lit. Like as soon as I walked in, I just felt all the energy and, you know, throughout the game, the fans was giving the players energy. And that's just something that I really wanted to be a part of. And that was one of the biggest factors committing here.
0: Now, I think it's interesting that you came and visited for a home game. That was a historic win for the program with just under 8,000 fans there. But that's the only time you've been in McHale. With fans, because yeah. last year, obviously, the COVID uh, yeah. situation we had, no fans attended. So your first game and your only game so far with fans was a pretty good one.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. No, it was It was very lit. I liked it. I'm, I'm excited for fans this year.
0: What about that environment do you look forward to the most now that we're going to have fans back in McHale?
1: Um, just the energy that the fans provide, like, you know, we go out there and play hard, but like this, the more energy that they, they give us, we, we feed off of that. And it's hard to play when you have a bunch of fans screaming and, um, you know, especially for us when we're at home, it's, it's easy to play for us, but like for other opponents, it's hard for them. And so we are just excited to be able to have that back and have that aspect and just protect our home court.
0: So as the season went on last year, uh, the NCAA tournament in San Antonio in the bubble, in the yeah. bubble for like a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You Know just try to keep it locked down with, with COVID. Um, in that run, you had to face your old team, Indiana, and you had yep. the perfect line of it was just another game. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, and Arizona yep. would win that game, beating Indiana. Ari McDonald goes off in that game, mm-hmm. uh, 33 11 and four. Pretty good day at the office right there. <laughs> what do you remember specifically about her?
1: run in that tournament and that game in particular? Well, in that game in particular, she, she's she been able to play against her old, uh, her former teams before. And so she just kind of told me, like, uh, she has my back and I got hers, like, and that's that's how they're going to go down. Um, but overall, like, when she was playing in that game, it was like watching a video game. It was crazy, like, how she was, all the moves she was doing. Like, I've seen it before in practice and stuff, but, like, to see it in a game and to see it how, like, dominant she was, it was just, like, sp- spectacular.
0: To that point, we talk about how she—it was like 2K. She was playing 2K. It was yeah. like I played with Dame on 2K. Aria was going for full 2K in that game. No, as well, literally and the entire tournament run.
1: Yeah, no, the whole tournament run. It was just crazy to watch her. Just from the start, the first game, she you know, she she didn't have like she wasn't fully ready the first game. The second game, the third game, the fourth game, all the way to the championship. After that, you know, she was she was all thought full throttle.
0: Now, obviously, you move on. To the, from that game to uh, a game against UConn in the Final Four, Arizona reaches the Final Four for the first time, draws the most historic, iconic program maybe in the history of women's college basketball. Uh, obviously a great night for the Cats. The exclamation point in that convincing 10-point victory came from you, mm-hmm. if you remember that play and yeah. the last bucket of the game, and, and what happened on that one.
1: Um, I mean, I was, in, I was just trying to get the ball. I didn't want them to score no more. Um, and she was just dribbling down the court. And I saw the opportunity to kind of like poke at it because um, I have long arms. So I was able to poke at it and, and I got it loose. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to lay this up. And I think it ended up being a 10 point game. And so it, it was it felt good that like after that basket went in that we knew we were going to win and everything.
0: Yeah. The rip in the bucket for you makes it a 69-59 with 10 seconds left. Uh, as I said before, the exclamation point on a historic win. Mm-hmm. And that brings you to the national championship game, yeah. playing Stanford, a team you'd already played before in the season and also in the Pac 12 tournament. What was going through your mind when the moment changed from we just beat UConn to now we're playing Stanford in the national championship?
1: Honestly, it changed right after the game, Um, especially because we saw that Stanford was in the championship right before we played UConn anyways. So we kind of just like it flipped because we we didn't get the opportunity to play them in the Pac-12 tournament because of the fact that we ended up losing to UCLA. Um, But we're in the standings. We were first and second. So everybody kind of like predicted that we were going to play them in the Pac-12 championship. So it was like we kind of had a rematch because we already played them twice and we lost those two games before that. And so it felt like a rematch, and that's how we were looking at it and everything. Unfortunately, we lost by one. But I mean, it was a good game. We had the opportunity to win it all. It just fell short.
0: It was an all Pac-12 national championship game. Mm -hmm. As somebody who grew up in the Pac-12 footprint, what did that mean to you to see the Pac-12 had the two best teams in the
1: tournament. I mean, it just shows that the Pac-12 is one of the best in the country, if not the, the best in the country. And I think a lot of people on the East Coast and the Midwest, you know, southern side like they think they have the best, you know, conference, but it just shows like if you have two teams on the in the same conference playing in the champ- national championship game, like you can't you can't debate about that.
0: You're absolutely right. Yeah. And the next day after the the national championship game the team and your, and your teammates and yourself all return back to Arizona Stadium. We have like 5,000 fans in the stands to welcome you guys back, yeah. uh, parade style almost as it were. <laughs> how did that moment impact you? How, did you? how do you reflect back on that moment now?
1: um it was it was wonderful you know at that time we were all sad like when we got on the plane on the bus we're sad but just being able to come back and seeing how how proud everybody was of us and like how much we changed the community and you know how many more fans we ended up you know bringing in for our team and just women's basketball in general like it was just it was a fun experience and like looking back it was it was probably the happiest moment of probably my life just because of the fact that like i i know that i changed other people's lives
0: And you've talked about this before, but sort of the surreal moment realization throughout that tournament run was when things started blowing up on social media. Yeah, Megan Rapinoe's tweeting, LeBron's tweeting. um, You know, you you and your teammates are waking up all of a sudden. It's like Instagram's going up. Mm -hmm. Here he goes from eight thousand to fifty thousand followers. People get verified. You on (laughs) verified IG. Yeah, (laughs) good good moment for you, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Is there a single interaction or single? tweet or social media post that you look back at now and go like wow that
1: was surreal um honestly it's all of them i had a couple timberwolves players tweet at me i got a, had a couple of boston celtics tweet at me um but yeah just in general like just everything that's happened like i think every day was an adventure like we knew like something new that happened every day so like i can't just pick out one thing i think it's just the whole the whole month that we were there it was just it was always something every day
0: So that was the conclusion of your first season here at Arizona. Um, Obviously, as we talked about before, you you came on a visit, saw a great game, historical win. When you look back at last season as a whole Mm -hmm. and playing for Coach Barnes, what did you expect going into it? And then what did you learn about her or grow to appreciate from her coaching style as the year kind of went on?
1: um well i didn't really have any expectations because i just i mean when you go to a new school a new coach you don't really you don't want to have expectations because then you don't want to have it go down like you know so i didn't really have expectations i just knew that she's a good uh, people person and that's something i like out of a a coach um but things that i learned is that she's very straightforward what she wants is what she wants and if you do it wrong you're going to do it again um but other than that she's a she's a player she likes listening to her players and so like in the whole championship run you know she was listening to us and we were listening to her and that's why it looked like we're you know we're so in sync with her because she she would hear what we're were seeing on the floor and let us like basically kind of play but then you know in the huddle she would tell us what we what she wants and we'll do it but then at the same time she's listening to us and we're having that good back and forth
0: so since that that tournament run and we're now coming up on your first exhibition of this upcoming season. Mm-hmm. Besides the Dame step back, what mm-hmm. else have we been working on with the game? What else have you been focusing
1: on to improve? Um, well, one, I've been focusing on my free throws because 50% last year was not, but did not cut it at all. <laughs> and I've been a better free throw shooter my all my career. So I don't know what happened last year, but <laughs> I've been working on that. And then like my, just my jump shot and like three point shot um, just to be more consistent because I feel like I do have a nice jumper. Just, I was just more hesitant last year than, than the past years. So I think I have I worked on my confidence with that. So,
0: OK, now we're going to play a little a new game here with you, Bendu. Okay. Uh, we're going to do kind of a little word association for it because I want to have you provide a scouting report about the rest of your teammates. OK, and that sort of stuff. So if you're game, let's. Yeah, let's, let's do let's, it. Let's have a go here at it. So. I'm going to give you a teammate, Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to go through uh, returners, all those folks, even new transfers, and some of the freshmen. Okay. You just say, give me a one-word description about it. Okay. So I'll give give you a couple seconds to think about it, we'll start with returners by class. Okay. All right? So, if I say Samaja Smith, what do you say? Shot blocker. Kate Reese.
1: Energetic. (laughs)
0: Sam Thomas. uh,
1: Three-point assassin.
0: Then do Yaney.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, oh shoot, I don't know about my, myself. Um, come back to come me. Come back
0: to me. <laughs> Ryan Copeland.
1: Oh, uh, bucket getter.
0: Shayna Pellington.
1: Fastest one on the court.
0: Helena Pueyo.
1: Oh, another three-point assassin. Coy Love. Oh, uh, flashy
0: Taylor Thomas. Ooh, uh,
1: three-point killer.
0: Of all the folks we've already discussed so far, toughest guard for you in practice.
1: Shayna, she's so fast and like I yeah, you can, it's hard to stay in front of her and in, in full court you can't stay in front of her. Half court is it's difficult too.
0: Okay, so let me keep going here. All right. Go go back to the post. Lauren Ware.
1: A uh, gold medalist.
0: Darren Ergandon.
1: <sighs> Saucy. Saucy with the handles.
0: Saucy from Turkey. Yep. So now we're getting into some of these newcomers. Gisela Sanchez.
1: Oh, um, she's flashy too. She'll hit you with the no looks. So, so she, she's super flashy.
0: Okay. Another taste of Portland, Oregon here. Aaronette Von Lee.
1: Oh, strong body in the paint.
0: Madison Connor.
1: Oh, she's a she's a bucket. Another three point assassin. <laughs> All
0: right. And Anna Gret.
1: Oh, she's saucy and like don't if you guard her, just watch your ankles. Watch so, your
0: ankles. The Bendu Yini Sky Report has a lot of sauce and yeah. a lot of three point assassins. Yep. Which means that should be pretty good on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. All right. We're gonna Oh,
1: I could put for me, I could put defensive uh defensive um specialist. Defensive
0: specialist for Bendu yeah. Sky right. Report. Yep. All right, so we obviously we've gone through the Sky Report. We've got uh, a core group of returners like yourself coming Mm -hmm. back this season, Bendu, and some new transfers and some freshmen. And the first chance fans are going to get a chance to see you all come together on the court, October 28th, Eastern New Mexico Exhibition, back in McHale. You'll finally get your first game on the court with fans in McHale. We're all excited for it. How excited are you for that?
1: I'm super excited. I think my team is super excited, too, just to be on the court and just be able to play games again and have a full arena.
0: You heard it right there, folks. Ben Yani on the Bear Down podcast, October 28th, Eastern New Mexico, Arizona women's basketball back in McHale.